Hi, I'm Amber, and welcome to the Lone Star Keto Podcast. Today, I have Bronson Dodd back with us. He is my fitness guru, and you'll be seeing a lot more of him. So welcome, Bronson. Hey, this is like the third or fourth time. I love it. <laughs> it's awesome. Yes. And I'm not a fitness person. I'm just going to tell you, I know I should be, but I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I admit mm-hmm. it. So that's why I'm bringing on Bronson. So first of all, let's just kind of uh, get some basics. Why is fitness important? What's the big deal about fitness? I mean, isn't yeah. it all about diet? It's, it's all about diet. Just everything that you eat. Um, I actually have this, have had this conversation a few times recently um, as I try to get my message out there about how important fitness is, because we're so particularly in the keto carnivore space, we are so focused on what we're eating and how nutrition heals you. And it's, and everything, the world, world peace can come from, from eating meat, right? right? It, it's, that's what it's all about. I believe that I do. It, it is. Yeah. It's, it's the solution to all problems. And that is the case simply because, and this is a, a, a frame of a frame of a frame of reference. That is the case simply because people are so far off the track, right? Nutrition, and I had this is where this is where my frame of mind is when it comes to nutrition and fitness. When somebody is optimal, that means their nutrition is in place, right? Optimal being normal. Right. You're when you're unhealthy because you're eating bad things or wrong things, it's not because there's something wrong with your body. It's because what you're putting into your body is causing poor performance. So I equate it to a car. If I have a car and I put the wrong type of type of gas in that car, the wrong oil, the wrong fluids, whatever it is, that car is going to perform like crap. And you're going to take that car to the mechanic and you're going to say, please fix my car. And the mechanic's going to look at everything and say, well, stop putting this crap in it and your car will run fine. They didn't fix your car. Your car was never broken. They just changed and put the things in it that it need, that it wanted and needed in the first place. So now your car, even though your car is no longer performing like crap, it's performing great. That's how it was supposed to perform in the first place. Right. Now, if you want it to perform better, if you want to make the most out of the the fuel and the the fluids and things you're putting into your car, that's when you then upgrade the car. You get better fuel, you get better fuel injectors, you get better spark plugs, you get better brakes, you get better tires, you upgrade your engine, right? You do all of these things, you improve your suspension so that your car can perform better given the proper fuel that you're now giving it, right? So that is where fitness comes in. When it comes to humans, you can eat everything and get into a place where you should have been in the first place, right? That yep. doesn't get you an increase in performance. That's just bringing you up to where you should have been. That's bringing you up to normal. Now, in order to sustain and improve your quality of life, you then have to include fitness to take you to the next level, right? So if you're wondering how come I don't have the energy or how come I get hurt when I do this or how come... I want to do that and I can't. It's because you need to do the physical fitness and the exercise to train your body to be able to do those things because that's above and beyond normal. Does that make sense? So yeah, that's, that's I like that outlook. Yeah. 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 I never thought of it like that. That I like that. That's great. That kind of puts things in perspective. Um, <laughs> okay. So I guess I'm normal now, but I'm not optimal. <laughs> 
right? Okay. Yeah. I'll, so you, I'll work on it. You just got to keep on me, Bronson. Okay. I'll keep having you the, on and make me feel like crap for not doing it. I will, I will show up at your house and we will do a workout. Oh, let's do it. Let's okay. Do it. Let's do it. Okay, I've been planning right. a trip. I've been planning a trip this spring anyway. So, you know, I could either go to Miami or I can go visit you. Which one is it? Uh, Texas. I mean, you know, uh, Texas, Texas. I love Texas. I swear yeah. when I retire, I'm going to Texas. Yes, absolutely. Yes. We need more like you in Texas. You're welcome. You're welcome. You can come. Home. You can come. <laughs> I, was, I lived in Colleen, I lived in Colleen for almost four years. Oh so wow! I did not been, know that. Been there, done that. Yeah. Well, do you, Colleen does that count? It's really Fort Hood, but whatever. Yeah. No. Oh, duh. Okay, that makes sense right. now. Right. I get yeah. it. All right. Okay. Well, let's get with it. But yeah, That's you need right. to come to Texas. We, we'll do that. Okay. So <laughs> let's, okay. The topic today is going to be 10 components of fitness. Okay. I do not know these. So I'm going to leave this up to Bronson. He's going to go through it all, but it's some really fascinating stuff. So yeah. pay attention. So the 10 components of fitness are probably not what most people think. When most people think of fitness, they think of somebody who's ripped and has big muscles right? They think of a six pack, they think of somebody with a big butt, whatever, whatever, everyone's got a different, a different picture in their mind of fitness. Some people think of fitness and they think of CrossFit athletes. Some people think of fitness and they think of bodybuilders. Some people may think of sports athletes or a, a fitness model on Instagram or who it's the, it varies. Runner. Uh, a runner, right? Someone may look at, Hey, I have a friend who does triathlons. They're super fit. Um, in most of those cases, those are extremes and they are fit and they are performing in their sport, but they are not actually overall fit. There's not, there's not functionally fit in many cases. So we've talked about health and how there's the spectrum of people that are extreme. They may not actually be healthy. Um, and it's very much the same thing when we talk about fitness. There is a balance um, between 10 specific things that we classify as fitness. For a human being, okay, they are cardiorespiratory endurance. Okay, uh, I'm going to list them off, and then we'll get in each one. Cardiorespiratory endurance, so endurance, stamina, strength, flexibility, and I've got—I I, I try to remember them, but I always have them down in case I forget. Um, stamina, strength, flexibility, power, speed, coordination, accuracy, agility, and balance. Okay, so ten things now. Each of those things, when we talk, the reason we're talking about these is one, to educate people listening on what fitness actually is. So when you're looking at a program, when you're looking at starting your fitness for the first time, maybe you understand all of these things need to be part of what you're working on, right? So that means it may be perfectly fine and you may just start off saying, you know what, I need to go for a walk for a mile every day. It may, you may start with, I just need to get on a treadmill or bike or elliptical or rower or something for 20 minutes a day. That's fine. At some point, you need to start building on top of what you're doing now or just getting started and include these other aspects as well. Otherwise, you're going to miss out on all of the benefits of your workout and exercise, right? Because you need to include all these things. And we'll talk about how these, these play into the three real pillars of fitness because there's when we'll get into it now, we're just talking about this one component, but there's the components of fitness we're talking about today. There's the metabolic pathways, how your body uses fuel, which we can talk about on another video. And then there's the seven essential movements, things that everybody needs to be doing if they want to be functionally fit. Okay. So we'll talk, maybe this will be a series. What is fitness? This will be series one. Perfect. I like it. Let's do it. <laughs> so we can talk about the other two later. Um, 
So let's talk about the first one, endurance. Endurance is simply answering the question, how long can you do work? How long can you last putting effort towards uh, a task? Okay, and that can be how long can you be out in the, in the yard cutting grass? That can be how long can you go for a run? It is basically the, in, the ability of your body to do work at any level. And that's very key because that means you can be working really hard. It means you could be really scaling it back, but you're still doing, you're still putting effort into the task. Okay, um, how long can you make that last? You need to train that. It's not something that you can just do. Uh, we all have different things. That goes directly into how you feel throughout a day. How long can you work before you get tired? How long can it, it's crazy to think about being able to sit at a desk and need to worry about endurance, but you do. Because if you want to maintain posture, if you want to have the energy to work and sit there through whatever it is you're doing, that's an endurance thing. It's very low key on the intensity level, but you need to maintain it for six, seven, eight hours a day. That's still endurance. Okay, let me ask you a question. Sure. Does dancing all night long count? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just give me that. (laughs) So that would be an activity that you should be training for. Okay. Right. right? You can you can use that as uh, kind of a you know, am I able to do this or do I need to stop and take a break? Right. That would be an expression of the training and ability that you have to to last and and work. Uh, For most people, um, that would be. I wouldn't say. I mean, how often, how often a week do you do it? Twice. Yeah. Twice a week? Not, okay. not, not very much. Not, a, not enough to say that it's your no. training, no. Um, but it is, it is part of what goes into your quality of life. And if you didn't have the endurance to do it, then you wouldn't be enjoying that aspect of life. And that's really. And I would be sad. I would be sad. No, no, that's not good. Um, there are things that we could do to help you become a better dancer. Right. And that's, we'll get into that stuff a little bit later. Okay, um, perfect. So, so that's endurance. Okay. okay. Um, stamina, which often people confuse endurance and stamina. They put them together. Mm. They are actually very different. Stamina, not very different. They're similar. Stamina is similar to endurance in that we're talking about how long can you do work? Okay. The difference is it's how long can you do work at a sustained level of effort? Oh, Endurance, it doesn't matter how hard you're working. It can be low key, high key. You can start off super intense and tail down, but how long can you last in general? Stamina is how long can you put out X amount of effort and keep doing it at that level, right? So if you think of a marathon runner, they try to maintain a pace, but they often vary in the the intensity throughout their race. They may go faster, they may go slower, right? They go slow, slower up a hill, faster down a hill, whatever that may be there their intensity level varies all the way throughout that race. If you look at a football player for 10, 15 seconds, they are a hundred percent. And then there's 45 seconds of a break. And then for 10, 15 seconds, they're a hundred percent. And they do that for an hour, right? That's stamina where they can repeatedly go at a specific percentage of effort over and over and over without that effort dropping off. Okay. So the ability to do something, a great example of that would be moving a house, moving a friend. Your friend comes over and says, hey, I've got a a giant truck full of furniture and books and boxes and whatever else I need your help moving it. And you pick up a box, you carry it up three flights of stairs. You go back down, you pick up another box, you carry it up three flights of stairs. That's stamina. 
you're, you're, you're trying to perform that work, that same level of effort over and over and over again, right? So uh, that's where that kind of comes in. A little bit different, a little bit of a nuance between stamina and endurance. I didn't realize that. Yeah. That was good uh, info. And strength. We all know about strength, right? Strength means literally how much weight can you move? That's it, right? It, it's, it's, a, it's a relative measure to you and whatever weight you're pushing. And that can be in any position, right? You know, we use strength for, you know, bench pressing and box and uh, squatting and deadlifting for the common exercises that we see strength stuff. But it could be, um, do you have the strength to get your body out of a chair? Some people don't, right? True. Some people have to mm -hmm. use their hands to push on the thing, you know, push on the, the armrests or lean over, put their hands on their knees or whatever it may be. So strength is literally your ability to move weight and it goes directly into your lean mass, your, your muscle mass, your ability to uh, do things independently as you get older, right? To the, the more you work on strength, not only are you creating freedom for yourself because you don't need help to do things, but you are doing the things that will help you live longer and improve your quality of life for a longer period of time. Strength is really, I, I should change my list around and put strength first because it really, everything comes from there. So if you're not working strength, you're not doing, you're not laying the foundation for all of the other pieces because nothing else really works if you don't have the strength to do anything. If you can't move, then who cares if you have stamina and endurance because you're not moving anyways. So exactly, <laughs> you kind of need the strength to do things and be active to start with. So uh, that's really the foundation for all of it. Um, flexibility, the ability to move your body in all of the ranges of motion uh, that you need to move, that the human body is meant to move in without hurting yourself. Right? I'm laughing because I'm so tight. I could break, <laughs> like snap. Yeah. Right. And it doesn't matter. Again, these things are all overlapping, interdependent, as well as dependent, as, as well as dependent or independent, as well as interdependent. Um, because it, again, it doesn't matter how flexible you are, if you're, or how strong you are, if you're not flexible. True. I can, I can lift 400 pounds, but if I can't bend over to pick up the weight, and I'm not lifting 400 pounds. <laughs> right. So there's, they all kind of play with each other. And when we talk about flexibility, the key to that is flexibility in the proper activation of muscles and, and movement of joints. Um, there's, it is possible, for instance, it is possible for, for someone to bend over and touch their toes improperly. Mm. Okay. If I bend over and touch my toes and I do it with relaxing my back and rounding my back and just bending my back over and stretching my shoulders as far forward as possible to touch my toes, but my, my hips aren't where the action is coming from, right? Then I'm not doing it properly. What I'm doing is I'm compensating for having tight butt and hamstrings. I can't stretch my legs enough to bend at the waist to touch my toes. So there's a quality of movement that needs to be emphasized when you're talking about flexibility as well. Okay. Makes sense. So that's always something to keep in mind is the quality of the way you move makes a big difference and helps develop all of the other things properly. Okay. Um, something to keep in mind as well is the things we're talking about to this point are physiological components of fitness. 
Okay, they are changes that you can make in your body by training. You can stretch your muscles and tendons. You can make your, your muscles bigger and stronger. You can increase your cardiovascular uh, fitness and, and, and efficiency to have more endurance and stamina, right? These are physiological changes. The things we're gonna talk about next, uh, the next two we're gonna talk about flip between, they're overlapping between physiological changes and central nervous system changes, okay? When you do fitness, when you do fitness, when you do fitness activities, I guess that's the right way to say it, you are not just training your body, but you're training your mind in the way that your mind controls your body, okay? So the next two that we're gonna talk about, power and speed, okay? Well, let's talk about speed first because speed is big, is really easy. That's how fast can you move? How fast can I go from point A to point B? A to B, A to B, A to B. That's really all it is. That can be running. How fast can I sprint 10 meters? How fast can I sprint 100 meters? That can be how fast can I go from my arms at my side to my arms overhead, yeah. right? Speed, because it's any movement of any part of your body in any direction, right? How fast can I be driving and shoot my hand over to my kid in the seat when, a, when someone cuts out in front of me, right? We've all done it. I know I've done it. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. On, right? That is speed. And if we can't do that, then we're compromised in a lot of different ways. That is a comp that is both something that we can train our muscles to do to get better at, right? We can get stronger so we have more force that we can provide for that speed, but it's also a central nervous system. And how quickly can our brain respond to the command to move? Right, so the two of those kind of crisscross. It's it's physiological and it's central nervous system. Okay, the other part of that is power. So we talk about power. People often get power and strength mixed up. Right, when you think of how strong someone is, you go, oh man, that that guy's really powerful. Really strong people are actually often not that powerful. Right, when you come when you look at power, what power is is how quickly can you move weight from point A to point B? Mm -hmm. It's a combination of speed and strength combined, yeah. right? So strength is literally is just how fast can I move or how fast, how heavy of a weight can I move? Speed is how fast can I move? When you combine the two of those, it's how fast can I move weight from point A to point B? So that is also something that is physiological. As you get stronger, you are more powerful. As you get faster, you are more powerful, okay? So that goes into another aspect of fitness. So both of those kind of uh, train are trained by other aspects of what we do. Uh, does that make sense? Uh-huh, Speed does. and power, speed and power kind of overlap. Now- I the had next, no clue, I had no clue. Yeah, yeah, so the next one, the next four things we're going to talk about are central nervous system things. And you train them. This is where the phrase practice makes perfect comes into play. Okay. When you're learning how to do a movement, when you're learning uh, how to ride a bike, right? You're learning coordination, you're learning balance, you're learning accuracy, uh, not agility as much with the bike, but there's other things that are agility. So when we talk about central nervous system adaptations, right? Changes to the body. Uh, we're talking about coordination. How can you, how well do you feel and control complex movement? How well can you say, I'm going to pull my arms, bend my elbows and drop my body at the same time, right? Or how am I going to 
take a lunge, put a weight overhead, and then step up again, right? There's, there's different, so many different combinations. And some of the exercises you may see people do in functional movement programs, you may look and say, I like, well, I don't understand why they're doing that. that I'm never going to do that in real life, right? Well, it's not about that actual movement. When we look at functional fitness programs, functional training, we're looking at movement patterns and how our body moves and then teaching our body how to combine movements together to get our central nervous system to learn how to be coordinated. Right? Rub your, yeah, pat your, tap, pat your head, rub your belly, learn how to dance. Right? There's coordination in there. So there's things that you can do. There's things that you can do in a fitness routine that will actually help you get better at dancing because you're going to rewire your brain on how to be coordinated, right? That's also where accuracy of movement comes into play. Accuracy is part of the central nervous system adaptation of fitness. So when you're learning how to move and learning a new movement or doing exercises, you are teaching your body how to put your hand where you want it, how to activate this specific muscle to do this specific job. You're training your central nervous system how to activate and do the things. So you're rewiring your brain to be active and it takes less time to respond to things in life because your, your central nervous system is already wired to go. So when something happens and you have to react, it's already there because you've been training it to do that. That's why when people say, what are you training for? And you can say, I'm training for life because literally we're training your central nervous system to respond to anything that happens in life. Okay. Um, balance is another one. Balance is huge, specifically as we get older. It's one of the first things to go. Guess when it goes? Guess when balance goes in people as they get older? After strength. After what? After strength. Strength goes. People are less active because they're not able to do as much. And then balance goes. So when you have people who fall, when you have people who fall, as they get older, they, you know, the, the whole, the whole, there's programs, there's tons of programs out there, fall prevention, how to stop mm-hmm. from falling. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, if they would just not focus on the falling and just focus on getting these, getting elderly people to get in the gym and lift some dang weights, fall prevention wouldn't even be a thing because even if they did fall, they would have the muscle and the strength to survive it. And it would be a big deal. Their bone density would be stronger. Their muscle mass would be, would be better. Chances of them falling in general would be less right? Um, we can go into the how society treats elderly people in another, another call. Um, Good it's, idea. <laughs> it's, it's, whoo, that's a soapbox. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so balance is a huge thing. The ability to control one side of your body or move in one direction at a time and maintain control and do it safely. That's balance. So that is a big aspect, particularly as we get older that we need to work on. Um, and then the last one is agility. The ability to go from point A to point B to point C to point D, back to C, back to B, back to A, to change directions with speed and control. That is agility. So playing with your kids, playing with your dog, whatever it may be, doing a sport, being active in something, the ability to change direction. um, And you need balance for that because a lot of times when you're changing direction, you're on one side of your body. If I'm going from left to right, I'm only working the left side as I change, and then I'm working the right side as I change. If I don't have balance, then I can't do that. So all of these things kind of play together. If I don't have strength, then I don't have the control that I need to maintain my balance. So then I can't also be agile. If I can't, if I don't have speed, I can't be agile because there is no need to move quickly because I can't. 
right? Everything kind of falls falls together. <laughs> um, so it's crazy. So that in that's a quick ish twenty minute <laughs> summary <laughs> of the ten components of fitness and how they all kind of play into each other. I, I like that. I think I think that's actually very helpful because mm-hmm. to be honest with you, and you know, I'll be the first one to tell you I'm not all into fitness. Okay, but you know, most of these terms everybody knows they've heard them, mm-hmm. but do they really know what it actually means and how it's applied and put it into context? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There were several yeah. of those I actually didn't because what I thought was a little bit different. So, right, right. You know. And and then comparing, and the reason, like I said, the reason we're doing this is, is take a look at these and ask yourself, is what I'm doing right now addressing all of these? Mm-hmm. Is, if it's not, then, then it's something that needs to be looked at because you're missing. And then when we talked about the beginning that, you know, you look at uh, um, athletes, if you look at a football player, a football player has probably a football player, a soccer player, um, of the two of all the major sports, those are probably the two that would have the most of all of these from a performance level. They're gymnastics. they're weighted gymnastics. gymnastics um, yes, minus the endurance. They have stamina. They got a ton of stamina, but not yeah. necessarily endurance because most of the routines are only a couple minutes. Yeah. Right. Um, but they've got everything else. Yes, absolutely. They they would they would have a very they would have <laughs> nine of the ten like locked in. Um, so in most sports at a high level, there's, there's, there's a weighting towards one, a few of these versus all of them. Um, you know, you look at a triathlete, that's mostly stamina, uh, cardiorespiratory, some, some coordination and balance, and that's about it. Um, not a lot of agility because they're not changing direction. They're just going not a lot of accuracy. They're just running. They have good techniques. So there's some level of accuracy. There's a specific thing that they're trying to do when they do what they do. Um, coordination is higher, um, speed, not much power, not much flexibility. Triathletes, runners are the, and bike and, and riders, people that ride bicycles are the worst when it comes to flexibility in general. I, there, there's a ton of them. They are, they have great stamina, great endurance, um, from a flexibility perspective, they are not usually that good. They, they have a lot of work, a lot of work tight hips, tight ankles, tight, like all kinds of stuff. Hmm. Um, bodybuilders, the complete opposite. If you look at a bodybuilder, strong, powerful, and that's about it. Not usually very agile. They've got pretty good balance and they've got great accuracy and coordination. Um, not a lot of speed, not a lot of, not a lot of um, stamina or endurance, but they're, they're, they're great on the strength and the power side of things. Right. So there, you know, you can look at all these different things. If you look at Instagram models, I have no idea what it, what they're doing from a health perspective. We know they're, they're not very healthy. I don't know what their fitness routines are, how they, you know, get the bodies that they get. There could be stuff all ranging all kinds of things. Um, mm-hmm. The bottom line is where do you want to be? What kind of quality of life do you want to have? And is your fitness programming covering these 10 components to help you get there. That's really what matters. And everyone's going to have a different answer to that question. Yeah, that makes sense. Thank you. That, that was actually, that's, that's very informative, very helpful. And I'm sure a lot of people are like me and had no clue. <laughs> <laughs>
So there you go. Okay, so, so we we still have a little bit of time. Let me double check. Okay, and so at the after you do your little presentation, I yep. also want to kind of do a Q and A of some Uh-oh. of the questions that you get asked a lot. So mm. we'll just take a couple of those and you know take whatever time you need. And if okay. we don't get to all of them, we'll save it till next time. So okay. okay. So if somebody asks you, how often mm. should I work out? Every day for five hours a day. Um, <laughs> okay, I already did that, and that was awful. <laughs> that's going to be so. Again, it all, everything goes back to your goal. What are you trying to get done, and how fast do you want to get there? Um, you have to balance that with what's your body able to handle, right? So you never, you don't know until you try. Smaller steps are always better to start with because you, it's easier to add more then to overdo it, have to stop and then figure out how much you overdid it and try again. Mm -hmm. So I would rather have you not do enough and build into something you feel is working as opposed to doing too much and be like, holy crap, I just screwed myself up. I can't do anymore. And then you, you get frustrated or you, you get overwhelmed and then you just stop because it's too hard. It's just too hard. Right. So uh, for somebody that's just getting started, most people, um, three days a week is a good place to go. Uh, anywhere from 30 minutes to an hour based on what you're doing. Uh, I would I would say to be on the safe side, start with 30 minutes a day for three days a week. Um, do some some kind of resistance training uh, and then and work into that. There's, we, there's a whole bunch of other specifics we can get into when we talk about specifically what should a training routine look like and things like that. That's probably another Another, we can add that to the list of <laughs> sessions. You're writing these down, right? Yeah, um, yeah absolutely. So. <laughs> yes. And my memory is so good. <laughs> well, you've got the video. We can just watch the video again. There, there you what go. Are we talking like about? What are we talking about? <laughs> um, so when you talk about specific programming and what you should look at at any program, that's a different discussion. But I would say three days a week is a, is a good place to start. Uh, 30 minutes to 45 minutes, work up to an hour. If you get to that point and you feel like you can... If you do whatever you do, if you feel like you can't do anything again for more than 72 hours, if it's, if you work out on Monday and you wake up on Wednesday or Thursday, if you wake up on Thursday, especially, and you're like, holy crap, I'm still sore. That means you did too much on Monday. You should be able to work, wake up on Monday, do some work, wake up Tuesday. Maybe you're a little sore, but it's not that bad. And then you're ready to go again on Wednesday. Okay. Right. That, that's kind of a good gauge. If you feel like you get up on Wednesday, I can't do it, do anything. You get up on Thursday. I still can't do anything. You, you, you just, you went too hard on Monday. Okay. So okay. you should be able to feel good every other day. You should feel good the whole time, but like be able to work out every other day. Eventually getting to a point, if you want to, where you could work out every day. And there's tons of people and there's, there's tons of programs. I don't know if you've ever heard of body by science right? Two to three, two days a week to three days a week of high intensity uh, weight resistance training for 30 minutes. Um, and then you're good as far as you follow that program. That's what a lot of people do. There's a lot of people that follow that program. Um, I think there's some things missing in that program, but it's a very effective program, particularly for people who are just getting started. Uh, I have a program that I, for, that I provide for people to do at home. That's five days a week programmed most of the people that do my program only do three or four days a week. A lot of people just do three of the days. So it's, it's all kind of based on what you're trying to do and what works. Cool. I could do that three times a week. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's, you know, 45 minutes to an hour at most. Um, And if you do my program, I give you videos for everything. I tell you exactly what you're doing. 
there's a warm up, so you don't have to figure any. You don't have to figure anything out if you're doing my program because I, I lay it all out from beginning to end. Here's how you're going to warm up. Here's what you're going to do for strength. Here's what you're going to do for conditioning. Here's how you're going to cool down. Here's videos for all of it. And then I also have a video where I explain, here's what you should be doing for the workout. So it's all there for you. Cool. Okay. Mm. How much cardio do I need to do in order to lose fat? None. <laughs> I'm so glad you said that. <laughs> I was going to be going, no, please don't do that. <laughs> so now we're getting to something I'm really hot on right, right, right now. All right, let's go. Okay. Stop talking about losing fat. All right. I actually just posted a blog today. If anybody wants to go to my Instagram or my Facebook, I just posted a blog today. The title of which is fat loss is dead. Okay. Stop trying to lose fat because you're doing it backwards. The best way to improve your metabolic health. Ah, not lose fat. The best way to improve your metabolic health is to increase your lean mass and build muscle. Get stronger first. And like I said earlier, strength is a baseline. Everything comes from strength. If you get stronger, if you build your lean mass, if you build your muscle mass, you will improve your metabolic health and that will in turn increase the amount of body fat that your body uses for fuel. Whether you're working out or not, Okay, so what happens is when we think about burning fat, we think about what do I need to do extra? What do I need to stop doing? There's a, there's a, um, there's like a, a reductionist mindset when, it, when we think about burning fat. What do I need to take away? What do I need to hack? What's a tactic? What's a trick? What's a, all of these things that I'm trying to do to burn, to burn fat, <laughs> right? If you just get your body working the way it's intended to work, mm -hmm. the fat's going to come off because it doesn't want to be there. We talked earlier about nutrition. When you get your nutrition right, the car starts working how it's supposed to work. That's fat is not normal. Body that your body doesn't want to hold fat. So if you focus on getting your metabolic health right first, which step number one is building lean mass then your body's going to go, oh, I'm working better. I can get rid of this fat. Okay. It's a much easier and it changes your mindset because now you're not thinking about cutting back, re taking this out, restricting my diet, doing this extra, like you don't have to worry about that. You, you, all you have to worry about is I can eat more meat. I can eat more protein. <laughs> I can, I can start getting stronger. I can improve my quality of life. You have an immediate impact on the quality of your life when you think about building muscle because you immediately are able to do more work as opposed to losing fat. What you're doing is nothing towards your quality of life. You're adding stress. You're adding more control. You're adding more restriction. Restriction. Now you're thinking about, right? You're, at, you're thinking about what do I have to take out in order to burn this fat? It's a completely just, they're counterintuitive to each other. So, but Bronson, though, it's all about calories in, calories out. Oh God! I mean, if you are not burning calories in the gym, then ugh, you're like not doing the right equation. Right. Okay. <laughs> this is another conversation I had with somebody recently. The amount of, of calories burned in the gym is not as much as people think. <laughs> yeah. Number one. Number two. 
I see this all the time and I have to, to remind people that if you spend an hour at the gym and you burn 500 calories, you would have probably burned 350 of those calories just sitting on your couch in that hour anyways. So you didn't burn 500 calories working out. You burned a little bit more than if you had just done nothing in that hour. So it's not about the calories. It's about improving your metabolic performance. And you improve your metabolic performance by building lean mass, by pushing your body to do things more efficiently. That means getting your heart rate up, making your mitochondria produce energy, and, and forcing your body to utilize metabolic pathways, which we'll talk about in another, in another talk. But you cannot be metabolically healthy. Your car cannot perform well if you're not giving it the tools to do that. So you've got to push your body. Um, yeah, it's, it's so much about calories. <laughs> I know it's, it's just all about that because I'll tell you what, that was super helpful for me for 40 years. Yeah. And you know, when I was eating 800 calories a day, maximum and working mm -hmm. out two to five hours a day, every day, it's occasionally, maybe not Sunday. Right. Right. How did that work out for me? Yeah, it didn't at all. Not at all. Cause it's not, it's, uh, I know, right? it's not about calories guys. It's not about calories. It's just not. Get they your protein. Matter. Get your they protein. matter, but not in the way people make it seem. Yeah. So, yeah. They, the way that they matter is almost insignificant. Almost. <laughs> almost. Yeah. It's at the bottom. Like when I look at all of the factors I look at when I'm working with somebody, their calorie intake is like an afterthought as yes. maybe looking at a big picture of seeing, okay, just curious, what's their overall calorie intake? Yeah, whatever. And then I kind of go back to, <laughs> but it's well, really know, it not is, a... it, it is kind of good to look at to a degree when you're making sure that you are taking in sufficient, you know, energy, because like, I know my doctor that I was working, my hormone doctor I was working with, mm -hmm. he was concerned I wasn't eating enough. And so when I broke it out for him, you know, plugged it in, cause I don't do this, but I plugged mm -hmm. it in to, a, you know, one of those counter things, fitness pal, whatever it was. Yeah. And just, just to be sure that, cause he already knew I was eating correct food. That wasn't the issue. He mm -hmm. was just concerned that I wasn't, you know, he, I was, you know, at a thousand right. calories or less. And he just didn't want that right. because it wasn't about my food. It was the amount. So, yeah. you know, in that sense, okay. You know, I, I, that makes sense to me, but mm -hmm. yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Let's do one more question. Sure. Let me see which one I want. We didn't ramble too much in the last one. No, 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 not at all. Oh, okay. Let's talk about rest days. You yeah. put a lot of emphasis on, on resting and like, what does a rest day look like? Because some people, when they think of rest day, they're thinking of laying back on the couch and watching Netflix. That's a rest day. What is your definition of a rest day? What does it look like? Laying on my couch, watching Netflix. <laughs> okay. I love it. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's, there's varying levels and they, I think it's good to have different ones. So basically if you look at an active rest day versus a rest day. Mm. Um, an active rest day is a day where you may, instead of like whatever your normal intensity, whatever your programmed intensity is for your, your normal workout days, it's significantly less, but there's still activity. Maybe it's instead of, you know, doing a 5k as fast as possible or lifting heavy weights or doing a high intensity interval training workout. Maybe it's just getting on a treadmill and walking for 20 minutes, right. Or going for a light jog or a hawk, a hike 
somewhere, um, you know, for an hour or so, like something that's, that's active, you're using your body and you're, you're moving, but it's not at a level of intensity that requires recovery. It is mm. in and of itself, a, okay. just a lower level of, of work. Um, and that can be a recovery because the, the level of intensity is so low compared to what you're used to doing. Um, and then that has benefits because you're still activating things. You're still moving your body, um, but it's at such a low level that it's more kind of just saying, hey, let's chill out and, and, and kind of take it easy. Um, and that goes into variation of training, which is another conversation you can have. Um, variety is huge. And if you're always doing the same thing all the time, then eventually your, your return on investment, your, your, what's, the, what's the, uh, your rate of return on that activity is going to drop significantly, right? Because you're just wearing it out. Your body has no chance. Without recovery, there is no growth. So you have to rest in order so that you can get stronger and better in that area. Um, and then there's just rest where you just give your mind, you give your central nervous system, your brain, your body a break from all of it. And you just sit your butt on a couch. And so, you, so you think that is okay because and why I wanted to ask that is because it's almost a thing that you get shamed for in the, the some of the fitness community, personal trainers, et cetera. You know, they look at that as like, well, a recovery day is what you were just talking about, the active mm -hmm. recovery day, not sitting your butt on the couch watching TV or whatever. And, you know, I'm like, okay. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> no, because it's important mentally to take that break. It's like, you, it's like work. You don't want to work five, you know, seven days a week. You need the weekend. We need the weekend. It's a mental break. You have to give, mm -hmm. you have to give, there's, there's hormetic stress and then there's chronic stress, right? Working out is a hormetic stress. It's a good thing for us. But if we overdo it and we never take a break from it, then it switches from being hormetic, which means healthy to chronic, which means not healthy. So we have to get that. We have to get that break in there. There's just, you have to, there's times where I'll go on purpose. I'll go three or four days and just sit my butt on the couch. Right. And then I come back and I'm like, so I'm just ready to go. I get into the gym and I'm like, boom, let's get it. And I can hit it harder because I've had that two or three or four day rest. I think we all kind of need that. Yeah, sometimes. If, it, if like... you're not, if you're not, yeah, if you're not taking a three day break every week, that's a little different, you know, um, if you're, if you're doing that, but yeah, every once in a while, I think it's absolutely needed to take a day or two and just chill out. Chill. Watch that Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> well, Bronson, it has been a pleasure and thank sure. you so much for coming on again. Mm -hmm. And we will be doing this again very soon. So yeah. keep, keep checking. And while you're here, subscribe to my channel and then go follow Bronson. I'll have all his information below and we will be seeing you soon, Bronson. You bet. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Hey, real quick. Uh -huh. um, yeah. This is completely off the cuff. Do you want a, a special code for your followers? For my app sure yeah let's i will put that, that below yeah, yeah we'll talk, talk about, about that yeah about that. oh i love that i'll put it below for sure and again thank you so much bronson and you have a wonderful rest of your day you too bye